Good morning and welcome to another session of Facebook Live uh, with ASL's Managing Director Jason Perry and myself, my name's Sarah. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Um, during these sessions, Jason and I discuss uh, issues surrounding COVID-19 and how they impact workers and employees. Lots of changes going on. We're sure everybody's uh, concerned about all of them. Um, so uh, Jason is uh, not only the Managing Director at ASL Recruitment in Hastings, he is also a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, and he's an HR specialist too. So he's exactly the right person to put any questions to. So if you have any, please pop them in the chat box uh, and uh, or you're free to email them in at, uh, at any other time and we'll pick them up during the week. So, with no further ado, let me introduce you to Jason. Jason, are you there? Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Jason, and how are you? I'm very well, you? Very well, thank you. I'm very excited. There have been some uh, exciting announcements on, on Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, so, uh, I think we should probably dive straight in, if that's okay. Quite a few changes this week, yes. Exciting stuff, for both for employers and for employees, and, and obviously the two kind of go hand in hand. So. Um, let's uh, let's start with uh, the fact that there has been a, a VAT reduction from 20% to 5% on hospitality. Now that's going to have a big impact on on the sector, isn't it? It it is. I mean, the reality is we're at this point where the furlough scheme has been in place for a number of months, and that's uh, an across the board help every sector of the economy. But one of the difficulties is we've got some sectors, um, we've seen, um, I think it's gyms and swimming pools have just been given clearance to open in two weeks' time. We've got some sectors like that that are still struggling. And the people working there, you know, they still need to live. They still need to pay rent and put food on the table and so on. And what we're now doing is we're seeing measures that are focusing on that outside of the furlough scheme. So we've got the VAT in the hospitality sector. Um, what that's effectively doing is bringing down the rate of VAT, um, I think it's from 20% to 5%, um, and that's for anything in the hospitality sector. So if you want to go and stay in a hotel, if you're arranging an event, if you're just going out for dinner, we should see a combination of both the costs coming down to us, which really is about giving you and me consumer confidence, helping us go out there and spend our money a little bit. But the, the end result of that is those people who are working in the kitchens, in waiting roles, you know, front of house in restaurants, actually have a reason to feel optimistic again because some of the money is gonna start flow through into those sectors. So it's a boost to those sectors. And the other bit you didn't add actually, which I'm sure you were probably gonna come on to, is the other half of it is we, we have this deal in August um, for the first half of the week. You're, you're smiling there, planning all your uh, trips out to restaurants, aren't you? Um, yes. So <laughs> My dance card is nearly full, Jason. <laughs> get in there quickly. <laughs> so if you actually go out in the first half of the week, then, you know, it, it, it's, if I recall correctly, it's half price up to £10 um, is put towards. So, you know, as long as the cost of a person's meal is under £20, the government are going to pick up half the cost for you. Couple that with the VAT reduction, this should be a big boost to the food and drink sector. We should see people spending money and starting to encourage the economy. Mm -hmm. yes. The other thing just worth mentioning, and personally I think it's a really, really good thing, having just um, read it in the paper this morning, is apparently we're expecting within the next couple of days an announcement to say that face coverings will become mandatory 
in shops, retail, um, indoor public areas. So I think that as well should help give people confidence to go back out. Quite how you eat with a face mask on is a different matter, but... Yes, that was my... So you can be indoors and eating with people and not have a face mask on unless you're sort of trying to stuff it underneath the mask. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that one works. But um, the uh, another major uh, boost... So basically, that's going to really help people, both who, who are working in the, in the hospitality sector yeah. and people who own businesses within the hospitality sector. Very much, yes. Um, so we're also looking at quite a big investment in green jobs, which is fantastic. So it's all mm. the sort of renewable energies and low carbon so that we can make this transition to being a low net zero by was it 2050 yeah. is it that they've they've changed the date on that i think a couple of times but um when you couple that with the fact that they're also encouraging traineeships and, and more apprenticeships it's um it's actually taking some of the pressure off younger people right now isn't it well one of one of the realities you need to remember in all of this and it, it is horrifically sad um people will lose their jobs i mean businesses will go bust and it is about what can we do as a nation to protect as many as possible um, and then provide new opportunities for those that don't survive so where we've got companies that were struggling before they're probably not going to get through this and people will therefore lose their jobs there are certain sectors that are being quite um, hard hit at the moment one of them I've been watching is anything in the avionics sector anything in the aerospace sector because we're just not seeing um, an upturn you know it starts at the top from the likes of Boeing and Airbus it flows down to all those suppliers into the supply chain um, so where people are losing jobs what the government are doing is almost creating new sectors and we've got huge amounts of grants coming in you know uh, ranging from everything to insulating your loft through to upgrading your double glazing or perhaps even putting in heat pumps instead of boilers but the type of changes we're seeing I'm not sure naturally an aerospace engineer is going to switch to a loft insulation installer but it's creating opportunity where there wasn't one before and trying to boost another part of the economy to compensate for the loss we're getting on that side um, so overall it's good trying to target to the individual is quite difficult so there will be some casualties um, unfortunately but what we're seeing is some good support for the economy overall mm -hmm. like, and also the opportunity for retraining yes yeah, again huge investment in retraining I think organizations that are looking to take on um, an apprentice 16 to 24 year old now before there was a cash incentive to employer of something like a thousand pounds if I recall correctly, it's gone up by an additional 2,000. So somebody who was thinking about doing that, um, you know, clearly they need to uh, be able to pay the role to finance the role. It has to be a viable business proposition. But where it is, the government are doing something again to support business. And overall, these things should help workers, employees feel a little bit more confident, feel a little bit more optimistic about the future than we might have otherwise had so there's some good measures out there but it's still tough times so you're focusing quite quite a bit on uh, on the on the optimism that these changes bring uh, and uh, I suspect that this leads back into the the mental health discussion that we were sort of having last week as well 
Uh, is that something that uh, you've had more dealings with, if you like, this week? Have you had more people coming to you with, with questions surrounding mental health issues? Well, interestingly, um, I've, I've mentioned to you before, we chair um, an employer session every Wednesday, um, supporting and guiding um, uh, owners, HR people, through the challenges they're dealing with. The big thing that came up this week was mental health. Um, and actually I'm delighted we've got a mental health specialist joining us at next week's forum um, to focus on that type of issue. So yes, it is something that's of a lot of concern right now. The stresses of transitioning from what you thought was your, your life three months ago, you knew what was going to happen, you knew what your future looked like. Um, it's almost like the trauma somebody goes through, you know, in a major life-changing situation, whether or not it's a divorce or a bereavement or whatever. But the world in front of you has just changed beyond recognition. You don't know where you'll work. You don't know whether it will still be in the office. You don't know whether you'll go back full-time. You don't know whether or not you'll have a, the same pay. There's so much change there, and that causes a degree of pressure on people. And what we need to do is find ways of looking after people, helping them deal with the stresses that go with that as we go through this period. And that's traditionally what good HR, good employment relations has always been about, is the employee engagement side of it. Um, and I think we need to see a bit, of a, a bit more of a focus on that to help us navigate this path over the coming months. Okay, so that, so really for, for employees and for, for temp workers, what they should really take away from that is that employers are very definitely taking the mental health side of things much more seriously than ever before, really, uh, and they're really focusing on it. And therefore, if, if employees do have any concerns or do have or do feel as though they need to talk to somebody, then they really can do, they will get a sympathetic ear because it's very much at the forefront now. We're seeing a lot of that. I mean, again... Um, I can't for a moment claim every employer is going to do it, but the good ones are. Um, what we're doing is, uh, this is a tough period if you work for somebody, but it's also a tough period to own or run a business. And as hard as you may be finding it, you can be fairly sure that your boss is finding it particularly challenging as well, whereas they don't necessarily know what the future of the business is to the same degree that people don't know what the future of their personal life is. Mm. But by working together, we actually come through this a little bit more positively. And I think most people are being positively engaged in that. The support through organisations like the CIPD, the messages they're putting out, that's a Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, the, the focus they're putting out to members, to HR people, is quite focused on employee engagement, mental health, looking after people. So we help bring everybody through this process. Um, it's not really like we saw in 2008 where it was very, very tough and the banks were bailed out and everybody else had to get on with it. There, there does appear to be quite a focus here on looking after people and that's coming almost at every level in what we're seeing. Yeah, that's very encouraging. Now, I understand as well that there's uh, there's going to be an increased number of work coaches in the job, uh, what do they call them, Job Centre Plus? Um, I believe you're getting the name right. They do seem to change it quite a lot. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, one of the things we're going to see, and it, um, it's impossible to get away from, we are going to see a rise in unemployment. Um, the levels at which we may hit are, are kind of levels we, we really haven't seen for years. Mm -hmm. So... Um, again, 
there is quite a large amount of investment in a variety of schemes. One of them is job coaches, but there's also talk of a number of schemes to provide additional private sector support for those trying to um, retrain, learn uh, new techniques. And it, it may be simply people have been in work for so long, mm -hmm. uh, they haven't had to use job boards before. They haven't necessarily had to use things like LinkedIn before in terms of their career search. So there are aspects there. I mean, organizations like ours have always helped people on that. Um, and we actually did quite a lot of work during the last downturn in 2008, nine, um, in that space where we trained people in how to use online techniques. We're gonna see a change in that as well. So there, there is really a huge amount going on there. But yes, you picked up the job coaches, I think, I forget the figure, Sarah, forgive me, um, but it's, it's a very large number um, in terms of what they're investing in new job coaches, which I understand are gonna sit in the Job Center Plus um, network to help advise and steer and support people who are finding themselves in this difficult time. So hopefully again, we may have that, dare I say, caring, supportive side in that sense, rather than somebody who simply processes a benefits claim. So that's the focus, that's the intention. Yeah, brilliant, that's, that's all, all very positive news. Right, okay, so I think, you know, we're sort of getting towards the end of our 15 minute slot. So uh, do you have any last thoughts at all, Jason? Um, no, I think we've talked through an awful lot today, actually. Mm -hmm. Actually, the one thing we haven't touched on that's come up, just briefly thinking about it, is the stamp duty change. Because I've heard quite a lot of speculation on that, what effect that's gonna have. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the big things I would say, um, in fact, I think it may have been you that asked me my view on it a couple of days ago now I think about I it. Did, but yes. One of the big things I'd say is the housing market is potentially at risk of stalling. Now, that may not bother many people if they don't own their own home and so on, but it's one of the um, indicators that leads and has an impact on what else is going on in the economy. So by doing this, I think what we may have done is just bought a, let's say, a little cushion into the housing market process. So people who might have been thinking of buying might have hesitated, and hopefully we've taken reason for that hesitation out because there's a little financial motivation right now. And if we can just keep it moving along for long enough, then we might get past the worst of that trough. So that is now... Um, stamp duty, I believe, has been removed up to a reasonably high level, up to 500,000 um, until the end of March, so six months. I wouldn't be totally surprised if that were extended a little bit if it's working. But again, it's another sign of what has been put in to help the economy and therefore help individuals, help the employment market and help us get back to something veering a new normal, I think is the phrase we need to use. New normal is certainly the one that's going around yeah. uh, and it's it's quite apt, isn't it? So, yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you very much for your time, Jason, and for your views. I'm sure everybody found them quite uh, enlightening. Uh, it's always good to be able to talk through some of these things. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. We do appreciate it. Uh, we would love it if you would join us next week as well. We're, we're here every Saturday, 10, 10 a.m. Uh, for about 15 minutes. If you have any questions or concerns, uh, then please do email them into the team at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk 
or phone them on 01424 452 999. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Goodbye. Bye-bye.